I've been in this company for quite a long time and someone else has been here a little bit longer than I have. And I think it's time to end their career with the three most destructive letters in wrestling entertainment. R-K-O. Orton, I'm here to tell you that there will be no three letters. It'll be three words. Rest in peace. Okay, uh, let me interject here. What the hell are you guys doing? Well, it's been a long time since Michael and I actually did a podcast, like, together with... And we just saw SummerSlam, so wrestling. Anyway, welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast. This is Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most. Joined, oh, Michael Medina's here. Say hi, yes, Michael. Yes, I am here with Adrian. And it's been a very long time, some might say overdue, to have for the first time again <laughs> <laughs> the two Ramoses. Ramai, was it? <laughs> Ramos Squared. Ramos Squared, James and James Jr. Is that all right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah all right. Uh, you <laughs> hey, freaks. You, yeah. you saw them at the, uh, the Spider-Man Far From Home, if you caught it on the YouTube. On the the YouTube. <laughs> the YouTube. The internet is a series <laughs> of tubes. <laughs> and, and others would say it wasn't soon enough. Hey, freaks. Uh, happy to be here. We're uh, <laughs> we're all a bit buzzed, is what we are. <laughs> I don't know about we're all a bit buzzed. Well, most nah, of us are. I'm I know sober. I am. Unfortunately, there's a there's I'm a sober. sober half of the stable. There's a buzz side and a sober. Yes. Half. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which during breaks, I think you guys are gonna refill or touch up on the. Yeah. Buzz. While you guys uh, uh, while you guys go ahead and go off on your spandex wearing sweaty men grip grappling. <laughs> Love fest. So we're I'm gonna go ahead and make some drinks. It's yeah. basically superheroes, bro. That's exactly what it is. There's a hero and a villain. We're, we're yeah, not there, ha- no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, you guys have fun. Yes, there are superhero element to it. That Actually, like touching each other. There's something I gotta tell James live on air just to be recorded. It won't be edited, but Kevin Nash. Do you know Kevin Nash personally? Yeah. Kevin Nash uh, on a shoot interview. A shoot interview is basically where wrestlers say the real stuff that they want to talk about. And that's just basically a shoot. So So he got into a bit of a disagreement with another wrestler. Uh Uh-huh. Who's the other wrestler? uh, The guy who used to wrestle as Doink the Clown in the 80s. Okay. But he's a big second, third generation wrestler. Uh Uh-huh. And he got exceedingly pissed over the fact that Kevin Nash called wrestling fake in an interview. Okay. And Kevin Nash said, oh, I thought, because Matt, the guy who was doink, was like, oh, you're saying you're saying wrestling's fake? Or just calling it the F word? And Kevin Nash like was like, you mean I called it fuck? Like, or fucked? What? Oh, that it's fake? Listen, Kevin Nash said, and I quote, the only two things that are real in this business, according to Captain Lou Albano, which is one of the wrestling's greatest greatest, uh, managers, was the only two things real in the wrestling business are the money and the miles. And the money is a fuckload more important than the miles. (laughs) Wow. 
There's a reason I love me some Kevin Nash, bro. <laughs> Kevin Nash said it, and it like Michael and I spent about a day and a half discussing whether or not. Because I'm pretty adamant. I don't like calling it fake. Okay. But there are some wrestlers that call it fake. Okay. And they are they are legit dudes. I've seen Kevin Nash break both of his quads in a damn match. Sure. Well, look. But I wanted to say, I wanted to say, because James believes in calling it fake. I believe in calling it scripted or predetermined or whatever. But it's just, I, I'm just trying to extend an olive branch. Okay, since we're here... Uh-huh. And I, to clarify, the drama is fake. Yes. The outcomes are fake. Yes. I give them the same level of reverence that I give stunt guys. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. They are the same profession for the most real part. As Hollywood these are men. Yeah. These are men who are men and women. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. These are athletes, both men and women. Yeah. Who are physically attuned for combat theater. That's what it is. It is combat theater. Yeah. Somebody so when I, the only time I ever really bring up it being fake is when people get upset over like the outcomes of a match and like they almost talk about it as though it's an actual combat event. Even though it's more like a TV show or a comic book where the result is predetermined by a writer. That goes more into uh, critiquing the booking of a match and exactly where characters should go. I'm, sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just reveal something about myself. About five years ago or whatever, Undertaker lost at WrestleMania to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I Ouch. openly cried yeah. along with Frank's little brother who was nine at the time. Yep. <laughs> And we were both crying while people were like telling me it makes sense booking wise because Brock Lesnar's an MMA fighter. Of course, he would be an almost 55, 60 year old man with a bad hip, which is true. But like it was like the death of my childhood, which is why when people read, I guess, Death of Superman, they cry or Death of Spider-Man, they've cried. And they Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> See... I get okay, all that. Okay, but I've, I've cried over Death of Superman. I still cry over Death of I Superman. I get that. And I'm totally on board with all that. I'm a hundred... Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but that's... You, you can't argue that there are people who discuss this the same way they discuss, like, a football game. Right. True. And that's not an accurate... There's, there's no one-to-one representation there. Apple's right. In that sense, I completely agree. Um, anyone who doesn't realize that these uh, results are predetermined... It's it's predetermined, and I, I feel like the weird thing to me is I feel like the even people who do know that it's predetermined, it's like their enjoyment of it mm-hmm. hangs on the ability that to they, suspend the disbelief, right? To suspend the disbelief and live in this in-universe world yeah. where well, it's, it's real fantasy is what it right. is. Yes, and I, that just it, it, it annoys me simply because to me it takes away a little bit. From what these guys are actually doing. Right. Because they're not... Well, some of them are legitimate athletes in the, like, competitive terms. Yeah, and also weightlifting and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But when they're fighting in WWE, they are first and foremost performers. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the original and reality TV. Yes, 100%. All right, doing their thing, 
to the best of their abilities, but applying the script to the outcome. Yeah. I'm back in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Wrestling was looked at and booked like UFC of today. Sure. That's how it was. There are people that are fans of that old school that still, you know, act like wrestling's real. I never wanted to make it seem that the the predetermined outcome was not fake. And that is but never the case. It's it's just something that there are some wrestlers like Matt, who's a second generation, whose dad wrestled in the forties and fifties, who take umbrage with them feeling that fake is disrespectful because they've mm-hmm. lost, you know, they've lost ribs, they've been injured in yeah. wrestling. I mean, James loves Mick Foley. Mick Foley, Absolutely. Mick Foley has literally no damn cartilage in his fucking knees mm-hmm. because the son of a bitch fell off a 16 foot mm-hmm. right. cage. Look, the son of a bitch took 16 headshots with a steel chair by the rock. Gave him, I don't know how many concussions. He's not okay. I mean, we've seen Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, some wrestlers that have died. With a few additive uh, reality Owen things. Owen Hart died in the damn ring, yes. for God's sake. Look, like, you I know, grew up on Lucha Libre, okay? Right. So as far as the entertainment factor, it's there. The fantasy factor is there. The reality factor, it's up to the script. Okay? Yeah. And if you don't accept that, you really can't enjoy it for what it is. No, I but... I get I, that. I'm just trying to extend an olive branch yeah. that there's really two schools of mind because I've met Kevin, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is probably one of the coolest fuckers in the room. No. Every wrestler I've ever, like, because I've worked several conventions. Yes, you Where have. we've had both celebrity, like, like, um, sorry, where we've had both, like, you know, traditional media guests and wrestling guests. Usually, uniformly speaking, across the board, the wrestling guests are some of the coolest people. They treat their fans well, and they legitimately love that fan connection. And again, I, I can understand how when someone says wrestling is fake, how someone who participates in it, who's lost friends in wrestling, could feel some way about that. But when I say wrestling is fake, it is a response to the theatrics of it. Right. Right. There is yes. no part of me that believes that the physical effort these athletes put into this is fake. The danger no. is absolutely real. Yes. Look, I cried when uh, when we lost... Uh, Eddie? Uh, yes, but no. Um, Jesus Christ. Brothers. Uh, Adam on uh, Hawk? No, man. Uh, wow, what is wrong with me today? Name brothers in wrestling. Brothers in wrestling, that's a lot. We'll uh, be back in a few who's, moments. Who's <laughs> lost? To what? Oh my gosh, dude. Um, it's not Animal and Hawk that you're thinking no. of? No. No, no, no. Animal's still alive. Hawk yeah. died. Okay. Well, uh, yes, but uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, tell me an era. Was it WWF? WCW? WWF. WWF? Shit. Oh, Jim and, and Came in Brett? on the fucking zip line, dude. Yeah, Jim and Amber. Yeah, the, the Owen Hart. Thank Owen you. Hart. Yes. Yeah. I cried when Owen Hart died. Yeah, so was, yes, I like I understand the the sacrifice that these guys make, the yeah. the ridiculous turmoil they put oh, their he bodies. Oh, was thinking through. of Jim the Anvil Nightheart yes. and Owen Hart. Yes, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jim died recently. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. I was so yeah, that, that's not never what I mean when I say it's fake. And I get how someone who is still a diehard fan like you and Michael could feel some way about when I say that. Funny enough, I wasn't always a diehard fan. Like I stopped being a fan actually, and I then I became a fan few... again. A few, uh, you know, errors of not caring about what's going on and going back into it. 
And I think that's the problem is, and now we're going to go into this. Go ahead. But uh, I think that's the problem with having one company. But thankfully now we got AEW, baby. We got to mention that AEW is going to make WWE do some very interesting things in the future. Um, specifically, I wanted to bring up Jericho is the one that says it best. Wrestling is a action soap opera. Right. They sometimes they're, really yeah. they're and Dolph Ziggler once called it performance art. Yes, it's a performance art. They are literally doing these uh, moves with each other, predetermined that they've been doing for a long time, and they know exactly where to step and where to go in all of that. I I personally feel with Jericho, with Jericho, it's just. Of course, we're going to ask the undisputed champion of all. The first ever undisputed champion. We can call him the king of podcasts, too, because he's got his own podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, well, no. I don't know about I'm sorry. Stone Cold has a better podcast. Oh, Stone Cold. Oh, Stone Cold has a better podcast and Jim Cornette, uh, okay. which okay. I hope they listen to. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Really quick. <laughs> I just want to talk about how much I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Because I love how much of his... This is a little outside of our, our our topics here. I just love how much of his right-leaning base gets schooled by him on Twitter constantly. <laughs> yeah. He also had to quit drinking for a bit. Really? And he had to take up weed. Mm-hmm. He had to, huh? Yeah. No, because of the pain. Oh, shit. Remember he had a... Yeah. I mean, Owen I'm in his Hart corner fun. on that one. Owen Hart fucked up the pile driver that one time yep. in the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and he landed wrong on his neck, and he had to have uh, surgery. Yes. If he if he had done it an inch away more, yeah, Stone Cold would have been paralyzed. Yes. Yep. And the greatest, arguably, the greatest wrestler of all time would never... I'm saying arguably, because you have your Hulk Hogan He's fans. He's easily top three. Your Shawn Michaels fans. He's easily top three. The it Rock fans. depends on what generation you're talking True. About. But I give it to Taker, HBK, and Stone Cold. Okay. Taker, HBK, and Stone Cold. Oh, my God. Uh, which Taker? <laughs> okay, obviously not the Taker from the past six years or so. No, because he needs to retire. But let's talk about Taker between 2007 and, and up to, to like 2013. Oh, the Return of the Dead Man game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so we were going to talk about the pay-per-view that happened, SummerSlam, and the Raw Fallout. Uh, I really enjoyed SummerSlam, but the last hour made up for that pay-per-view. Because yes. before that, it was a five and a half, and in my opinion. It was. Five, five out of ten, excuse me. They made this a, a three-hour long pay-per-view instead of their five to six, as usual. So Thank that God. felt really good. Thank God. Um, we saw wrestlers are known for reinventing themselves. And we saw one of the best reinventions we've seen in a long time with Bray Wyatt's The Fiend. Seriously, that is by far the best repackaging of a gimmick i've ever seen really his but it's not only what he's been able to do it's obviously the lead up to it the lead up helps yep and he was playing this uh kind of weird evil mr rogers (laughs) and he would kill like his old he he has two personas who doesn't believe that mr rogers is evil (laughs) but he puts on a mask and he calls himself the fiend and the, the mask is probably one of the best masks I've ever seen it's in made, wrestling. It's made by the same people that made the Slipknots uh, masks uh, for over the years um, as well. They changed up and like metal-fied his, his intro. Trust me, the sound levels are picking me up. <laughs> uh, but overall, also his personality in the ring changed. 
Yes. That's also credit to Finn Balor, who just was selling like a motherfucker. We, I love Finn Balor. Finn Balor's Yo, very Finn good. Finn Balor's dope, and he stands for everyone. Yes. I just wanted to say that. And yeah. in this match, and did. Uh, Finn Balor asked uh, to go on vacation, so that's why he took this match to be completely squashed, to be out of the company for a couple of months. So squashed, if you don't know, th- we're doing a lot of wrestling terms. We here. are doing a lot of wrestling terms. Uh, squash is basically somebody who gets completely buried, com- loses like... None, none of their offense. Like, he put in two moves of offense, but other than that, yeah, he, he got taken he, down easily. Very easily. He looked like a like a million. He made the fiend look like a million bucks. Yes, which is just great by Finn. Now, can you tell us why the way the fiend ended that match was so uh, important to you and symbolic to you? Because it really uh, it brought back memories of Taker. Yeah. With the just the disappearing act and the, oh, you mean the mandible claw? The mandible claw ended so the Mick match. So Mick Foley, uh, actually James would probably like this. Mick Foley gave uh, his finishing move, like passing of the torch, to this guy we're talking about, Bray Wyatt. And wait, what did Mick Foley do? Mick Foley showed up on the Raw <laughs> reunion, was it? Yes. And he gave this new guy who's doing a very mankind gimmick. With the more taker claw. involved. Ah. He, he kind of passed the torch passed to him. Passed the torch, yes. And The Fiend won the match with the Mandible Claw. With, he, he reversed the Finn Balor's aerial move into a Mandible Claw and took him to the ground, and that's how he ended him. The Mandible Claw has been used like that in a very long time. So Not only that, it doesn't win matches. It doesn't usually. win matches. Mick Foley isn't known for winning. So yes. would you say that that was a tribute to the claw? Yes. That was absolutely a absolutely like any any wrestling fan. I I, I don't want to say I don't want to say I don't want to say in a way of gatekeeping, but any fan worth their salt that knows about Mick Foley lost their proverbial mind when they saw that because I lost my shit. Yes, and well, I love Mick. Well, we have a few moments left on this segment, and I want to take it down to a personal note. Right? Okay, I've always wondered. Hey, I know my answer, but I want to know yours. Hey. What makes what's the attraction of wrestling for you? It's it's really hard because I I don't want to say it's the writing because the writing's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not talking to uh, him anymore. <laughs> it's not it's not the writing. It's probably the history of it. Mm. I when I get into something, I really enjoy and absorb the history. I study where it comes from. I like to pick up the nuances of it. I I try to go as far back as I can to when it's invented. You, you know, go wrestling. <laughs> well, I mean, we could. I could sit here and talk to you about Harley Race, rest in peace, uh, who died recently. Uh, Vern Gagne, uh, Luthez. We could we could talk about Stu Hart, Gene LaBelle, Arn Anderson. We could talk about these great men that have made the wrestling sport. Well, wrestling pageantry of it looks so presentable. I don't want to say sport. No sport. It is a sport. No. It is a sport. Yeah, I agree it's with that. It's just not a competitive sport. Okay. That's, that's it a valid might point. change now in the next month you or so. They might, they might change. Uh, James said that it was not a – it's a sport, but it's not a competitive sport. It's but sport. nowadays, this is – Thank God for, for focus on, on women, but we're seeing some of the best female wrestling in all time. 
We're seeing some of the best wrestling, period. AEW is also bringing in um, the LGBT community as well. And it's just great to see. I think my favorite thing as well is the history of it. We saw a dude with no legs enter a wrestling match. Yes, we did. We Like, anybody can wrestle. Anyone has made a gimmick, and they've made almost any gimmick work to a certain degree. As Adrian was saying, it's also great to see how long it's lasted. We're seeing third, fourth, fifth generation uh, of other wrestlers coming in, including right now, Roddy Popper's daughter is going to be in AEW. What? Roddy Piper's daughter. I want to see yep. that. Roddy's daughter? Roddy's Nick daughter. Foley's daughter wants to get in. Oh, no, Noel? Noel Foley already has a neck injury, apparently, I believe. Wow. We need to fact check this, but she already, she did attempt training and something went down that she changed her mind. Wow. All right, well, let us know in the responses, but obviously one of the, Michael and I have issues. We're going to go over time. I don't care. We're going but, to. <laughs> we are over time. But, but it's my show. I don't give a damn. So one of the things that uh, Michael and I brought up, well, Michael and I have different opinions on, is Charlotte Flair. Oh, my God. Who's the daughter of Ric Flair. And the woman brings it. And James loves her because she's tall. <laughs> but she's also just... I like an, to climb my mountains. Yo, but she's literally my height. And she dwarfs... Like, she stands tall over all women. And some, some of the men on the roster. I completely understand them backing Ric Flair's daughter. And already giving her nine championships. And anytime that anyone needs to get a championship... Uh, you know... You drink. Oh, you drink, I'll talk because that is that is bad luck. If I you wasn't toast, even talking. If you toast okay, I drink. and you don't I'm drink, going to continue. that's bad luck for everyone. Okay, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, I'm superstitious, guys. Yes. I love Charlotte Flair, and she is easily, right now, top five of the best women's wrestlers. But I do think they are banking on her way too much. Now, we recently she saw. She doesn't even have the strap. Becky Lynch has the strap. I mean, before this, who had the strap, though? Yeah, leading up to WrestleMania, but she hasn't had it since WrestleMania. Like I and she put over Becky Lynch. She did okay. put I could, but who else was in that match? Adrian. All right, for those of us who What are about not... Ronda Rousey? If you fucking say a bad word about Adrian. Ronda Rousey, we're gonna fucking <laughs> Ronda this Rousey. Oh, again. hold on, let's have a fucking yes. fight then. <laughs> no, because he hates Ronda Rousey. I don't wrestling. hate Ronda Rousey. I'm gonna completely stop that right there. I think they banked on her too much, and right. they instantly gave her way too much credibility in here. Mm -hmm. Due to Brock Lesnar's popularity, uh -huh. they did the same exact thing with okay, Ronda Rousey. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Brock Lesnar, there's no air quotes mm -hmm. around his okay. popularity. No air quotes. I like using air quotes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but either way, they banked on her too fast, and yeah. they wanted her to be a face. But unfortunately, the whole crowd turned on her. She had been booed out of the building three times. Do I think that's fair? It's stupid to put Ronda Rousey forth as a face yes. when she's literally been yes. a heel, even in the UFC. Absolutely. Her whole career. Not yes. only that, she took the fucking gimmick of one of the greatest heels she, in wrestling industry. She did. Which was Rowdy Roddy. So Piper. this goes down. If you're going to fucking take his leather jacket, yeah. if you're going to take his goddamn first part of the name, which is Rowdy, yep. Ronda Rousey, mm -hmm. and you're going to fucking take... The leather jacket. Because that's his leather jacket that she asked to wear. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. And, really and guess what? He's okay with it. He that's was. He was. Crazy. Before he died, he, he gave his he, his consent. That's so thing. cool. Yeah, it is. Rowdy loves her. Yeah. And they were, uh, he used to have a podcast, obviously, before he died. And that's a really weird afterlife <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hey, guys, coming from you from heaven. Listen here, Jesus. Once you think you got all the answers, I change the questions. Wait, where'd uh, I go? 
It's cute that you think Rowdy is in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's in heaven. He's in heaven. God's a wrestling fan. So that's the only reason why all of them are dying. That explains a lot. That explains a lot. I'm sorry. Lucifer is definitely the wrestling fan. And he treats the boys good. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't hate Ronda Rousey. And I take back and I apologize for being you, a little you, overzealous. You and I had some but the fucking booking, fights, my dude. The booking behind her was a little off. Yeah. Just as much as Roman Reigns yeah. didn't deserve Absolutely. to get fucking booed out of the building mm-hmm. before his leukemia, Ronda Rousey didn't deserve getting booed like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, I or agree. Because the booking was the fault. What yes. little I know about current era wrestling, I am, I, 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 I struggle very greatly to understand any shit that Roman Reigns gets. I do not understand why people have been so tough on this the guy. Only thi- so what happened with Roman Reigns is he is The Rock's cousin. I'm aware. He was instantly put into title the pictures. Cousin. They just label him The Rock's cousin. Anybody who's Samoan is okay, automatically related to The Rock. Sure. In the wrestling, in the wrestling universe, world, he's Rock's he cousin. is The Rock's cousin. They call him that. Right. That's it. So is Nia Jax. So are the Usos. Anyone. Big in, ass fucking family. And well, you know, they gave him all his opportunities. <laughs> That's why everyone was behind or uh, against him in the beginning. Yeah, and he was always looked at as the worst talker of the three because it was three guys that came in. Yes. It's Roman, no. it's Dean Ambrose, who's now John Moxley in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And AEW. Oh, and AEW. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rollins, uh, Tyler Black, who's the current guy right now. The current Universal Champion who beat Brock Lesnar. Yep, Alan Sunday, which was very interesting, the fact they gave... He lost the strap that much, gentlemen. I know. I'm, I'm, if I let you guys go, we can go on forever. No, no, no. I'm just gonna finish this point just really quick. Roman time. Roman Reigns fucking unfortunately got the short end of the stick. I was also one of the people that I didn't boo him. I would never boo the guy. I would always say he shouldn't have been pushed that fucking hard. Yeah. And that, my friend, mm-hmm. that's Vince McMahon's fault. Yes. Completely agree. Well, even Vince McMahon, I think, is following a script. Oh, what? All right, this is getting conspiracy theories. We're getting theory into now. conspiracy theories. Are, are you going to fucking tell me he killed Jeffrey Epstein now? <laughs> All right. Anyway. We're changing the on subject that note, now. So, <laughs> wait, are, are we doing a break or no? Yeah, no. I say uh, we cut here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I think we Actually, should cut here. said it. Cut. We'll be back in a moment. That's it. Okay. And now... And we're back. <laughs> so... We wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Godzilla 2014. Fuck you, Michael. It's finally time for me and Adrian to have this discussion. Michael 20. Uh, Michael 2014. I don't have a movie. Get out of here. Yeah, but Michael 2014 has shit taste in movies. I hope Michael 2019 wow, is better. Wow. Wow. Okay. First, the only thing I'm going to say about Godzilla 2014 is Pacific Rim didn't perform the way that they wanted it. And people complained about the action sequences in there. So, from that, the critics, they went into Godzilla 2014. Goodbye, Rodan. Um, And they decided to do a very, very close interpretation to the very first Godzilla. They literally, Godzilla 1954 and 2014 have almost the exact same screen time. Seven minutes and 11 minutes. They actually gave gave us a little bit more in this one. We hadn't seen Godzilla since 1996. But, really but. quick, Michael. Yeah, James? Do you understand that the difference is that Wand is groundbreaking 
Uh-huh. And one follows over 60 years of Godzilla media. Yes. So, when you have a groundbreaking media piece, mm-hmm. and you do something like that, where you only have the title monster in for this short fraction of time, it's a very different, mo- it's a very different creature yes. <laughs> than having a movie that follows 60 years of Godzilla media True. and only show him for this fraction of time. Like I said, there's very few things I can say to defend this. But most guys, you started it. I'm and giving you my small points. That's and I've always said this. And next topic, no. get out of here. No, you fucking came at me. I did, and because I've I'm explaining saying. to you the only good things about this movie, and they are things that should be you know acknowledged. Let me ask you this: Do you like Superman? I love oh, Superman. God. No, no, no. 1978 Christopher Reeve Superman. I do love Chris, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. We, we, just, okay. we watched it the other day. Do you like Man of Steel? I absolutely love Man of Steel. Which do you like more? <laughs> I still, Talk into the microphone. I still love Reeves right. more, but I do love Man of Steel. Like more? Like you, enjoy, you would watch that again more I've times? I've watched than... it like every other month. For a while. Okay, so. but like you would watch that more than Superman 1978. Yes. Out of my house. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> no, you don't get to finish. Your I'll break. even watch. <laughs> I'll even watch Smallville a couple more times. How about that? Jesus. All mm. ten seasons. Yes. <laughs> I Actually, I stopped at season two and I couldn't rewatch right. anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, because of Lana, though. La- it's all Lana's Lana. fault. It's all Lana's okay, fault. Okay, but you see, there's a huge difference because Superman's that 78. Yes. Ground I'm sorry, I have to respond. You know what gets me through the first few seasons of Smallville? What? Is the promise of Lois. Because oh, okay. god damn, I love Erica oh Durant. It's my favorite Lois. So. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Really? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, she nails with the blow. Yeah. But, uh, uh, look, it used to be for me, Terry Hatcher, but it's Erica. Right. Erica nails it. Uh, Margot Kidder, right? Yeah. Yeah, Margot Kidder, phenomenal person. Oh, she was perfect with Chris, Christopher Reeves. But Erica Durant comes, pulls off. Okay, sure. But beyond that, she pulls off that human being who could put up with Superman like <laughs> like personality better than any other actress. Yep. Like her, like her personality was big enough. To overpower Superman, yeah. which I thought was great. For me, the what they did was just literally take from Burns' '86 run of Man of Steel and just put it in Smallville when For they sure. wrote Erica Durant because she is what you think an investigative reporter who is super fucking quippy. Absolutely. I mean, is. animated series is also quippy as hell, though. Yes. Yes. But Erica does it more with more sarcasm. And that's why I like her. Which is incredible. Well, because (laughs) Erica has this natural charisma to her. She was by far the most charismatic person on that show. The only person that comes close is Michael Rosenbaum. Fuck yeah, Rosenbaum. (laughs) Michael Rosenbaum is uh, is Lex, Lex's dad too, Lionel. Lionel, but he's Lionel gonna, Luther. He has intensity. No, no, no. uh, Daniel Glover. He, Daniel. he has intensity Daniel more Glover. than. Sorry. He Daniel has something. intensity it's more Michael than charisma. Glover. Michael Glover, maybe. No, guys. Here we go. Fact check later. No, no, no. Yeah. He has intensity more than charisma. 
But yeah, no, uh, Michael Rosenbaum is six pounds time. of charisma in a two-pound bag. He really is. Yeah. But Erica Durant is constant charisma. Charisma and smarminess, that is 100% yeah. what Erica Durant's brought to Lois. And that and, is what Lois is and that is When right. Lois is written well, that's what she is, which is right. why mm-hmm. in my opinion... Keywords, written well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Erica Durant is probably the best character, or Erica Durant is Lois, is probably the best character consistently on that show. I agree. But to go back to what we were originally talking about. <laughs> yes. 54 Godzilla mm-hmm. is groundbreaking. Yes. I'll watch that. Yes. Because I expect that from a 1954 film. Right. I do not you expect from them. a 20. By the way, just so we're clear, Lionel Luther on Smallville is played by John Glover. John, there was Thank a Glover. You. We knew it was a Glover. Glover. <laughs> but the fact that a kid on in 2014 Godzilla was watching two fucking monsters go at it. Yes. And switch the channel to Sesame Street. I lost all realism <laughs> there. And goddamn it, that movie is supposed to be about monsters fighting. And a fucking six-year-old would rather watch Sesame Street. Piss me the fuck off more than you could have believed. Here's another. So issue I'm gonna with the stop movie. you right there. The mom switched off the TV. He didn't switch it to anything. You're thinking of Jurassic Park three when the kid <laughs> put on Barney while he was on the phone trying. Freaking Sam Neil was trying to call him to save him from Jurassic Park three's issues. I fucking hate you for bringing back <gasps> Jurassic Park three. Okay, in my mouth. okay. So the mom switched off the TV and forced him to go to bed. I apologize. I haven't uh-huh. seen. I've only seen the movie twice compared to how many times you've fucking seen Godzilla. I'm pretty sure I'm at 15 or 16. Congratulations. You have no fucking life. <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna fucking tell you right now. Another issue with Godzilla 2014, aside from the shitty pacing and the shitty everything else, is the fact that the director <laughs> is fucking Gareth Edwards. And Gareth Edwards yes. loves pacing. He loves to yeah. build that shit up. Because what else did he do? He did fucking Rogue One. Rogue One is almost copy paste the timing of it as much as Godzilla 2014 is because he builds these character moments he does these things involving the characters but who the fuck is watching a Godzilla movie for the humans right true I don't watch a Godzilla movie for the humans do you Jim okay I tell you what in response to that I mean 20 minutes into, him. You did. 20 minutes into the movie I lost interest okay the main thing is I started off that they went in scared because of their reviews from Pacific Rim. And that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can tell you. I would rather watch Godzilla 96. No, 99. 90. With Zilla. It's 96. Zilla. It's 96. No, I, I want to it go. 99. It's wanna, 96. Okay. I want to go on record here. That I fucking love Zilla. I love Zilla. <laughs> I also love Zilla, I and I am a big Godzilla fan. I fucking love fan. my iguana Godzilla. Yeah, I'm so fucking cool. So I think he's... Fuck all the haters. Fuck everyone who hated that movie. I fucking... I, oh, I love Zilla. He's so cool to I me. love the Taco Bell marketing involving Zilla. <laughs> yeah. More than... The fact yeah, that a Chihuahua Zilla, Zilla, was Zilla, walking Zilla, a Godzilla... Zilla. He makes me happy. Zilla. Isn't that weird that's still not the greatest Taco Bell marketing in a movie, though? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that has to go to Demolition Man. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. okay. Definitely. Uh, which, by the way, is, in my opinion, both the best Sylvester Stallone movie and the best uh, Wesley Snipes movie. Simon Says. Because uh, fuck the Blade trilogy. Uh, anyway. Uh, Oof. Wait, Blade 1 and 2 No, 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 good. They're, they're good, but Demolition Man is better. Yes, oh, definitely. that's my point. Hands down. <laughs> uh, no, I fucking love Zilla. And, and back, to, back to 2014, though. Mm-hmm. The, the, again, I feel like 
The issue with 2014 is they were afraid to make a Godzilla movie. Yes. Which is what he's saying. That's yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not... Look, I, I watched the well, movie. I've rewatched it several times. Mm-hmm. Look, Godzilla for me is like dinosaurs. If a movie has Godzilla in it, I'm gonna like it. No matter Period. what. And that's the same thing for me. But it's still a far cry from what I wanted True. from a Godzilla movie. Right. Which is what we got with Kings of Monsters. Kings of Monsters, like, despite all the garbage that was mixed in there, we got some solid monster storytelling. Yes. Fucking I'm Dan, Mothra. Please, man. Fucking, these characters were fucking developed. Consistently, Mothra has made my favorite character in all of Godzilla lore. Okay, you guys realize that, you know... I was there for the release of the original Godzilla. <laughs> I've been a Godzilla fan for all my life. Yes, right? Ooga Booga, we know. <laughs> okay. right? We are aware that you carved your own stone wheel and drove your ass to the theater to watch it. Okay, we get it. Okay, shut up, The point I'm making is that from what I've heard and from a little bit I, I have unfortunately seen, okay, this is probably going to be the one that satisfied my Godzilla love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because uh, Jim here hasn't seen King of Monsters. No. Again, what I was saying was consistently throughout the entire series, I love Mothra. Mothra is my favorite character across the board just because, like, the focus of Mothra is never like, oh, it's so ridiculously overpowered. Mm-hmm. The focus of Mothra is usually something else. And this movie brings so much life to Mothra. Mm-hmm. Like, they turn her into this legitimately ethereal, like, god-like presence. And it's beautiful. Not only that, every... Dude, fucking seeing that in IMAX is... Oh, no. Every... Across the board, this movie looks fantastic. Godzilla's always been mixed in with mystical power. Yeah. And this movie, even with its natural order of things... Godzilla and the other ones just being normal monsters. Mothra is still built to be a mythical creature right. in certain aspects yep. that happened to her. You know, and I, I fell in love and I cried with Mothra throughout the movie, but Rodan got really good character development. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking hated him. Mm-hmm. But that chicken was fucking good. Because <laughs> he's basically a chicken. He's basically a chicken. I just want to defend well, Rodan. Dora was, oh. What was the name of the third head? Kevin. Kevin, yes, I fucking love Kevin. Mike Daughtry has confirmed that that is his name now, and he agrees that that his name is Kevin. I'm okay with that. The other two have Japanese names, but... Oh, shit, guys, so since we're all together, we really got to go to this fucking theater for the AutoNation IMAX for King Kong vs. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No other theater. Will fucking satisfy my my need. I'm still so I, I don't know how they're gonna pull that off though. Right. I'm gonna so something fun that King I King Kong's gotta win, right? How? <laughs> That's my point. I feel like they did these movies in the wrong fucking order. What do you mean? Look, dude. Sorry, Dad. Spoilers. Godzilla wins. <laughs> oh my god, no! I know. <laughs> but look, after you have Godzilla beat King Ghidorah. Yes. 
How the fuck is Kong gonna be a fucking challenge for him? But look what it took to get there. I know, but still, Fucker went dude. Super Saiyan for fuck's sake. I get, I get it. Man. I want to bring up an interesting look, stat. One second. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I just feel like this should have been done in a reverse order. We should have gotten a King Kong versus Godzilla movie first, and then had Kong be the turning point for uh for uh, uh, King of the Monsters. Right, but one of the things that Jim and I fucking loved about Skull Island yes. was that fucking post-credit scene, which gave us the, in my opinion, oh, yes. the best line in the entire MonsterVerse that uh, Warner Brothers has made. Uh-huh. Kong ain't the only king around here. And sure. you fucking get an image of King Ghidorah and Godzilla. But Which that's is what fucking I'm, amazing. Rodan and Mothra are in yeah. there as well. Yes, but obviously we're confirming the two kings, which is King Ghidorah yes. and fucking Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay. No way in hell is but Mothra or Rodan a king. No. They're, M- Mothra is a queen, though. A lot of them do respect her, and Rodan is king of the skies. But again, they were all mentioned in that. I, I, I feel like Kong would have had some chicken wings against <laughs> if he was fighting Rodan. But, oh, legit. Uh, <laughs> like, let's, let's settle this right now. King Kong versus... Uh, Rodan, Absolutely. Rodan loses. King Kong versus Mothra. To be I fair, think King Kong would beat Mothra. I think. I think, but it would be a lot closer. It's a, fight. But let's be fair here. Let's, let's be fair here. Rod, uh, Mothra is a blue lantern. She's strongest in the presence of someone she can bolster. Right. Right. But I'm just doing one on ones. Yeah, yeah. No, since for sure. we're we're kind of leading into it. Also, you know, she's a psychic type, Butterfree. Oh, God versus, damn it. Versus King, I mean, King, Butterfree King, is, you know, King off Kong is fucking a fighting type. He's obviously primate. So, you know. Anyway. Butterfree wins that. Right. Anyway. Getting back to the topic. King Ghidorah would probably beat King Kong. King Kong is yes. the human element in the kaiju f- uh, world. He's going to use weapons, and this is the way of bringing humans into it, a human aspect. That is why he is going to have a semi-chance against some of these creatures. But that's, again, it's going to be difficult. It, I, I feel like they've written themselves into an unnecessary corner. They may have. Simply because they wanted to get the big blockbuster out first. True. Yeah. Please block your ears. Now, this is like spoilers. Right? It's, really? it's going bad? to get into really big now, spoilers. Look, no, hold on. Dad, you're fine for right now. Because the big thing that Kong, especially this Kong, if we consider that he's going to keep growing... Because mm-hmm. he has to. Because if not... Yeah. Oh, no. If not... He is. Yeah, they said cool. it. He's yeah. still growing. Because if not... Because this yeah. is the biggest Godzilla we've ever gotten. Yeah. And Kong is still topping out at 30-something feet. So he needs to keep growing. But besides that, the big thing that Kong has over Godzilla is speed. Yeah. Straight up. He, maneuverability, uh, maneuverability, speed, all of that. He's going to have brain power over him. And that's where I bring it into the weapon stuff. Yes, but... I, brain power only gets you so far walking into a nuclear reactor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we saw it in Rampage as well with uh, George, if anyone Completely else saw Completely different. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, it's a kaiju film. Okay, that's... I'm it is sorry. a kaiju film, but... Is it? Yes, it is. Giant how, monsters. How is Rampage not a kaiju film? Yeah, I, really? I consider more... It's not a kaiju game. game. No. Like, it can be both. It's... But... Mm, all right. It, no, it's definitely a kaiju film. Regardless. Either way. Mm-hmm. Stop I, banging I, the fucking table, guys. <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, you can edit it out later. It's lucky anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we don't want to make it difficult for you. But oh, Lord. <laughs> no. Again, so I'm just concerned for the leaps they're going to have to take to make it make sense. 
I feel like if we would have had it the other way around, we would have had this really great moment of reverence between uh, Godzilla and Kong. When Godzilla sh- or when Kong shows up to help turn the tide against Ghidorah. Slash other things. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. But, but what I'm saying is that I, so I, I'm really worried about what they're going to have to do wow. to shift this to where Kong is a challenge. Well, I think that they have some kind of twist in mind, and that's why all this has led up the way it has. I'm hoping that that's what it is. I know, but that twist is what scares me. Yeah, well... I'm really worried that we're going to get some super Kong bullshit. Okay, I'm going to say that Kong did, in the original, bring out his electricity fist, and... If some, I know, somehow, and I'm worried about that. That's going to get in. Are we talking about this. the armored King Kong? No, 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 no. no. Oh, in the very first Godzilla versus King Kong, he he hits the electrical power outlet, yeah. and he gets like he absorbs fist. the electricity yeah. it, because right. he has so much needy the kind hands. Of shit, I don't want yes. because mm-hmm. what Skull Island did so well was make Kong believable, right? Mm-hmm. Because he really did. Yeah, he did. And it made him layered, and he had a real personality and all this. So I don't want them to reduce him to this Super Saiyan-esque power-up monster. Right. They created an environment where you believe that Kong was able to develop and become the monster and and hero that he is. All right. Now cover your ears, because this is where I'm going to tell James he's wrong. Lucky I'm leaving the room. (laughs) Fine. All right. And I'm going to say a few things as well. Okay, so very first, I just want to wait till fucking Jim. Like, all right, thanks, man. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I'm watching the time. We're good. Oh, okay, good. So, obviously, we've had three of these movies. We got Godzilla 2014, which is bad. Then we got fucking King Kong Skull Island, <laughs> which isn't even King Kong Skull Island. It's just Kong Skull Island because he ain't king right. yet. Sure. And then we got uh, the third, which is Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah. In Godzilla King and Monsters, spoilers. For spoilers. Anyone, yes, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, this is massive spoiler territory. Godzilla was able to beat King of Ghidorah after getting a boost from Mothra. Uh-huh. After being fucking supercharged newt. Sure. Burning Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Burning Godzilla. This is fucking Super Saiyan Godzilla. Yes. Then, only then, was he still able to win by a fucking hair. Sure. He's not going to be nuked up, I imagine. Uh-huh. And Mothra isn't going to be there because we're going to assume that Mothra is recharging. Sure. Because, you know, obviously she's going to come back, but she's dead now. I get that. However, even with all that in mind, it's still difficult to backpedal that way from an audience perspective. Because you have to understand, Godzilla fucking lost in the second act. Of I get Monster. that. I 100% do. Godzilla fucking but got his ass kicked. But that doesn't change the fact that we watch this ramp up. It's, to put it in Dragon Ball terms, it's like watching a whole saga building up to, to fucking, what's the shit called? In? Super Saiyan God. Yeah, Super Saiyan God. And then going back to watch a Super Saiyan 2 fight. True. If you know you can get there, why are you there? Right. Instead of you're wasting time at Super exactly. Saiyan. Exactly. Okay, I see That's where you're coming my from. issue with it. I see right, where you're over. Meanwhile, <laughs> if it had been the other way around, we'd have an opportunity to where King Kong could show his intelligence and express the reverence he has for the position that Godzilla should have. 
You get me? I get a respecting the crown type deal. I'm going to finish this by simply saying that I have faith in whoever is in charge of the monster verse, Mm -hmm. the kaiju verse, however we're going to call it. Because Hopefully Daughtry or Daughtry. I've thoroughly enjoyed King of Monsters, and I love Skull Island. I love both of those movies a lot. I plan on purchasing them to keep watching them. Obviously, I'm never going to see Godzilla 2014 again. I could just watch the best parts on YouTube. And on, on the YouTube. On the, on YouTube. the YouTube. And uh, that's going to be a thing. And I just want to say, please, whoever's listening, uh, I think the critics were massively wrong on King of Monsters because they criticized the shit out of it. And I think it's, it doesn't deserve that much hate. I no. think it's a good fucking movie. They reversed their critics, their critiquing of it. Now they wanted more human stuff and they were like, too much monster action. Come on, guys. You can't, you can't switch it up yeah, again. Can't have, can't have both worlds. Right. So that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. Michael, as usual, you're wrong about Godzilla 2014. <laughs> <laughs> it got us where we are, you know? It did. It got us to the dance. It revitalized the genre. Because on top of that, we've got Rampage and Megalodon that also came out that both did pretty well. The Meg, yeah. Which I haven't seen. Have you guys seen the Meg? Yeah. Was it good? Define good. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure, Michael? Special you... effects on the shark are pretty good. Jason no, Statham was and... was it enjoyable is yeah, a better question. Yeah, Amazing yes. ecological messages. Rampage. Because you liked Rampage. <sighs> How much time do we have? None. So, understand, I'm a huge fan of the games. Ah. So it's really hard for me to forgive what they did to Lizzie. Oof. Okay. Because okay, I wanted Lizzie. Not supposed to be. But yes, that's what we got was some weird fucking alligator. Was she a dinosaur in the original? She's, like a go- she's the Godzilla animal. Ah, uh, okay, right. okay. She's, uh, I'm pretty a sure she's a... historic crocodile. No, she's a giant iguana. Well, yeah. Oh. She's a lot yeah, more like Zilla. Yeah, she's on Zilla. two legs, huh? Ain't yeah. she in the game? Yes, she's on two legs. Well, they're all on two legs. They're all bad. Well, they're human hybrids oh, in, in the original game. Oh, because I thought game. in the yes. trailer, Lizzie looked like she was walking on four. Mm, she's on in four. In the trailer for the movie? Yeah. Yes, in the trailer for the movie, she's a crocodile She's a gigantic gator. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of shit. Well, because the thing, well, it's a very different origin than the game. So in the games, they're all human hybrids. Oh. They all come from, they're all uh, human mutants. Okay. So they're humans who've mutated into this, uh, into these creatures. Okay. In the you movies, especially know animals. this because in the game, if if uh, one, one when you when you go to zero hit points, basically, they turn back into their human form, and then one of the other people you're playing with can eat them. <laughs> Oof. So the mutagen words off, and yes. they become cannibalized. Yes. Um. So yeah. So I, I, it's hard for me to forgive what they did to Lizzie. But what they did for George and Ralph was great. Okay. Uh, technically, uh, Ralph is also bipedal in the uh, in the game, but they made him a full fledged quadruped wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only one they really did accurately was George, technically. Oh. Uh, and across the board, it's it's not close to the source material. So that's okay. hard for me. But it's a really fun movie. It really is like. It 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 has no wrapping no it up. <laughs> it has no quarrels about being silly and stupid. None whatsoever, which I appreciate. All right, All right uh, we'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> I'll let y'all start this one while I go to the bathroom. And we're back. <laughs> and my.
Michael even hasn't even left yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael's going to the bathroom. We're going to talk about DC stuff. DC yes. animated stuff. And potentially, when we run out of that, we can always talk about what's going on with the damn Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. That's I would love to talk about that, actually. <laughs> Let's start with DC animation. Go for it. Hey. So, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Justice League versus Fatal Five. I loved it. Did you? I hey. loved it. Reign of the Superman was great. Yes. But I have not seen Batman Hush, despite the massive spoiler that's going on right now. There's a spoiler for Batman Hush that pissed me off. That I don't want to watch it. Jim convinced me to watch Batman Hush. Hey, it really was an excellent animation. Hey. What they did with the character that they butchered so bad, Hush itself and the title and all that, hey, really doesn't matter because Hush for me was never a really a heavy hitter anyway. Hey, uh, hey, the fact that, that he's linked, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but to uh, the Riddler, hey, it made the story work. Hey, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the uh, lead-up to the action was good. I thought that the character development with him and Selena was good. Hey, we got a lot of fanfare going on there with, you know... Fan service, you mean? Fan service, sorry. Hey, uh, you know, as far as uh, what people wanted to see happening between Batman and Selena. Batman and the cat. Yeah. Hey, uh, which led to a lot of uh, entertaining quips from other characters in 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 the animation. Hey, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Michael, can you convince? Uh, well, have you seen it, James? No. You haven't seen Batman Hush either. No. Uh, would you like to get maybe swayed to watching it? Oh, I'm gonna watch it. Look, because <laughs> I'm the only one it looks like that doesn't want to watch it. <clears throat> Here's my thing. As much as I am a Marvel fanboy, everybody knows this. Anyone who talks to me for ten minutes will find this out. DC is equally as important to my childhood. If it's got a DC logo on it, I'm going to watch it. All right. Look, the same thing happened to me with Hellboy. I oh, yeah, let's talk about oh, that. No. <laughs> oh, no. I fucking told you not to watch I it. Know. I fucking warned you. I know. Why didn't you listen to me, Hellboy, Bobby? 2019. Yes, uh, yo, yo, seriously, that fucking movie sucks. Poor Arbor. He deserved better. He looked good. He looks so good. He, he looked did. good in the prosthetics. Yeah. At least in the fucking, you know, lead up to it, but Jesus right. Christ. That what? fucking movie was a damn steaming pile of shit. It mm. was. Uh, uh, you saw it too, Jim? Yes. I fucking warned you not to. Why does no one listen to me? Yeah. I will, if it's got a Hellboy title, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, that's, my, that's my thing, dude. I don't David Arbor, man. No, I tried to avoid it as long as I could, but I am a Hellboy fan. Right. I love Mike Magnolia. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could have a proper discussion about Hellboy without having seen that movie. Okay. And uh, you were bored. Be honest. <laughs> no, I wasn't just hey. bored. No, I wasn't bored. Because my brain was going, what the fuck, for two and a half hours. <laughs> or however fucking long it was. Hey, it's called desperation. You know what was the most Hellboy in that fucking movie? The fight with the three giants? That was probably the most Hellboy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the most accurate thing. And I yeah, bet yeah. you the producers fucking hated that scene. <laughs> fuck, what were you even talking about now? Uh, DC animated DC movie. Animated. Right. So yes. So again, if it's got a DC logo on it, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll bitch about it later. Michael, you saw Hush. I did see Hush. Hey, so it's you two opinion. that have seen Hush. 
us do have it. Right, you two are virgins. <laughs> I feel the spotlight given to this C-list villain was rightfully, rightfully deserved, and I liked the Are twists you? they chose. I don't with. know if it's fair to call Hush a C-list villain, dude. He was fucking big in the early 2000s. That's a, like Hush. Like when you look the top maybe 10 I should Batman. say B-list, and maybe I'm talking too into spoiler things, and I just realized that James hasn't watched this yet. I get that. Okay, but like when you look at the top. Like, if you look up any list of top ten Batman stories, mm-hmm. Hush is in the top three. Okay. Consistently. I think The Long Halloween should have been done before this. I want The Long Halloween as an animated movie. After seeing... Um, Suicide Squad? <laughs> no, The Killing Joke. I don't know oh if I want God, The Long yes. Halloween as an animated movie. Yeah, well, the, we the problem with them. The Killing Joke was just fucking Bruce Timm masturbating to his ship. That's because fair. that's that's the thing with Bruce Tim. He always wanted fucking Batgirl and, yeah. and Batman together. Yep. Yeah, because he's an old man and he wants a young girl at his supermarket. Oof, <laughs> oof. Damn, oof. here we go. Tell us how you really feel, Andrew. Well, fuck you, Bruce Tim. There you uh, go. But and thank you for fair, Justice League versus Fatal Five. For Gods and Monsters. So what the fuck? Am yeah. I? And Justice League versus Fatal Bruce Five was pretty good too. Justice League versus Fatal Five was fucking. Yes, yeah, I, we started with that. We started talking about how good ah, that was. Right. Bro, that fucking anime that animation will never get old. Mm-hmm. That fucking DCAU, the Justice League cartoons right. fucking animation with the small little legs. Tim and Dean. <laughs> that whole all of that. I would have traded out uh Miss Martian for Stargirl though. Because really? Star Stargirl was gar- starting. You shut your whore back. Was, Stargirl was starting yeah, to get a little bit of spotlight at the end of Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, I love, I love that green girl. I know, yeah. I know, but we see yeah. her in Young Justice yeah. plenty. Uh, there's not enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ever since my also, Star Trek she's not fully green <laughs> all that much. In, um, no, in Young Justice, she's not green at all anymore. Oh yeah, she's a white. She's white Martian. Yeah, she's embraced her white side. Ah, bueno. It's a weird sentence. Oops. Hey. Okay, so uh, Don't there's, get excited, some, Trump. there's something else that I wanted Jesus, to talk about, it. which was I finished Swamp Thing. Oh. Shit, I haven't finished it yet. Okay, really? I'm just going to say this right I now. Love. Get that water, get that water. I, I just want to say right now, um, I'm sad to see it go, but I understand why it ended. Hmm. Those fucking suits... Looked so good. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not why it ended. Oh, because of the fucking state? It ended for the stupidest fucking reason. Right. The tax credit? North no, Carolina. That I, no, that actually had nothing to do with it. That's all, that was all conjecture. That had nothing to do with it. Oh, really? It was literally like the powers that be automatically assumed they had a flop on their hands and chose not to put anything in storage as a scrap production. Really? They automatically assumed halfway through production that they had a flop on their hands. So they, they decided to finish production so they could make some money off of what they had produced. But once the series was over, or once the first season was over, they scrapped everything. Wow, what a fucking crime to the goddamn fans. They scrapped ever, all the sets. They scrapped all the costumes. They didn't, they didn't want to spend any additional uh, budget on, on storage. storage. I don't know if it's a hit. It's, I can't tell you with a straight face if it's as good as Doom Patrol. It's okay, not as good as Doom Patrol. Hold on a second. Yeah. In my opinion, Doom Patrol is the best comic book series to come out in a television type media in the last 10 years? Ever. <laughs> right, but 
while you hated Titans, I thought Titans was all right. This is like a notch above it, but there's certain characters in Swamp Thing I couldn't give a shit about. True. And I only really cared about Swampy. Because, goddammit, I love me some Alec Holland. But I don't think it's that good. You know what really? I mean? Really? Really? I don't think it's, like, because my problem with season one, uh, it wasn't enough uh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. It wasn't even as much as Lane, Lane Wayne, was it? Or oh, why? You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It, it, that's the guy who invented Swamp Thing. It I was, know, but... It was way too much about, and I get it, and I fully support it, you know, the uh, ecological message you're sending, because I do believe in global warming. All right. So Len Wen, Wayne. Len Wayne. Thank W-E-I-N. you. W-E-I-N. Hmm. Uh, try saying that ten times fast. So... It's, it's a little difficult for me to gauge it because the mythical parts. Because you got Madame Xanadu there. Right. You got Blue Devil there. Right. You got fucking... My boy, Phantom Stranger. My favorite card in the Forever Evil pack. <laughs> 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 fucking was there. And I lost my shit when I realized it. That he was there. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm too fucking like, oh, I want magic. And it was supposed to give us the Justice League Dark. That's what it was supposedly going to do. And could you fucking imagine a James Wan constructed Justice League Dark? Yes. I would have fucking loved that. But I feel here it focused way too much on the fucking humans, particularly the Sunderlands, and the fucking manipulation of who's doing what to whom and who's fucking over who for the money and all that. I don't care. Give me more Swamp Thing killing fucking idiots who are fucking destroying the planet. Give me more of that. I wasn't There wasn't enough Swamp Thing. That's my problem with the show. Okay. I don't know if that's a good reason, but that's I mean, my but fucking that reason. take away from it being good. <laughs> and I think it was still very good. And critically, it's been... It's, 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 it's well-received. It's, it's got well-reception. The point is that the, uh, the powers that be just pulled it, this... Pull the rug out from under it way too early. Right. Well, they didn't give it know, a fair shake. Exactly. DC right now... Uh, has been changing so fucking much because they had changing of the guard maybe four or five times since 2013's Man of Steel. We still don't have a fucking Superman. We don't know what's going to happen with Cavill. We just got Batman again and Ben Affleck left. So it's like, okay, there's so much changing of the guard at DC. The fucking powers that be are just fucking probably scared shitless of taking a chance. Because now, I'm a... Okay, James knows this, but you guys don't. When DC Universe Online was announced, I was super fucking hyped. Mm. And James knows that, because I was like, dude, I'm fucking in, I'm in, I'm in. I bought the year. I put a a fucking $80 down. Jesus. And I said, give me the fucking year. And that's that's what I'm here for. Because it gives me comics, it gives me fucking every piece of DC media, and fucking... Uh, new shows, and I was super fucking hyped with the shows that were announced. I tell you what, the and then fucking Swamp Thing gets cut from thirteen episodes to ten, and fucking powers that be, fucking Wolfram and Hart just fucking wanted to be bullshit. Oh. <laughs> I was about to, uh, Adrian, that's Angel. What are you doing? Get out of here. Powers that be. That's know, the same I know, shit. I know, yeah, I, know, I, know. I had a problem with that. Really, if you're gonna ask me for eighty dollars of my hard earned money, prove yourself first. Hey, then no. ask me for the fucking Okay, money. but as James bleeds red, I bleed blue. <laughs> I bleed blue. Brew? Brew? Brew. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you only had one beer, okay? Okay. <laughs> I didn't have a beer. Okay. I, I, I don't... I'm really concerned for the future of DC mm-hmm. in a different way than I was concerned for the future of DC four years ago. <laughs> because I feel like DC is finally figuring their shit out. At the worst time. And then it seems like they're, they, 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 they refuse to take any chances, so they're bailing on right. everything. Because I've got to pull up right now, on Rotten Tomatoes, Shazam is sitting at 91% with critics and 84% with audiences. Look at wow. that. That's but fucking... financially, how did it do? That's, that's what I'm saying. People didn't show up for it. Right. It sh- if we're talking about movies that should have been a billion, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Of all the Kate movies that have hit a billion, some of them I don't agree with. One of them should have been Watchmen, for fuck's sake, in yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. Shazam should have been one. Okay. I think Shazam is a way better movie than fucking Aquaman. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah. For yeah. sure. And yet... I, for the record, I liked Aquaman. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was fun. Can't fucking believe it. Holy shit. I liked James Aquaman as well. said a positive thing about Momoa. We already... <laughs> oh, here we go. No, no, no. Let's not start that shit again. No. Guys... <laughs> You all know I found out the truth about that whole thing. Right, but I like to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> so Shazam was made on a hundred dollar, on hundred million dollar budget, apparently, and it made three hundred and sixty four point five at the box office. So it made a hundred million plus because let's assume a hundred million for, for marketing. marketing. Sure. So that's technically a success, right. but I feel like that's my point: is with the way DC is operating right now. They're so jumpy. They're like scared. Right. They're like fucking rabbits. They're like just they're, like, no, we yeah, can't do it. Like their <laughs> next movie could be the end of DC. Uh, Jim, I want to ask you this because you're smarter than I am. Well, do you feel? Sometimes. Do you feel maybe because AT and T just bought Warner Media and Warner Media owns DC? Do you feel they're a little fucking scared with the powers that be, as James is calling them? Do, yeah. you th- do you think it's because they don't want to fucking lose money for the big daddy? Hey, uh, like the parent company. I mean, I think right, the fear. Too. Yeah, I think the fear is that they're, they're having now to deal with non fanboys. Hey, and they're not gonna you know put the money where it should go. Because you heard the rumors, right, guys? Comicbook.com was talking about it, and I believe we got it covered, which isn't reliable. But there's a couple other websites we're picking it up that DC Comics publishing the mm-hmm. fucking people themselves right. are, aren't going to exist in about a few years because AT&T sees just a financial hole there. Right. Mm. It's, I mean, not, it's not producing they're, money. They're not wrong, though. Yes, physical media is going to fucking die. That's mm-hmm. true across the board for right. comic books. Right. right. But Marvel's in a better position to compensate with their new stuff. Yes, but Marvel is also using it for marketing. Right. For their very successful franchise. DC has not has had bumps. But see, that's sorry. Going back to what I was talking about, I just feel like DC is learning the wrong lessons from Marvel. Yeah, yeah, which they've done before. I know because Shazam. Let's hot shot fucking Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in the same fucking movie with the entire Justice League in one movie, including the death of Superman. Yes, okay. I agree. Uh, but yeah, Shazam was a a risk. And a departure from every other DC movie they've ever made. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is arguably the most comic book movie they've made in two decades. 
Yeah. Yeah. To you know yeah. what? I'm gonna agree with James here because right. that. Yeah. It is, unapo- it is unapologetically comic book. Right. The fact they had a comic book writer help write the uh-huh. movie yeah. helps a thousand. Yep. Look, comic books right, traditionally have always... Are you, are you always... monologuing right now? Because I can't hear you. <laughs> You're too far. I can't. That yeah. whole scene for right. me was gold, gold in that movie. Yeah. And it's shit like that that I feel like it worked for them and they don't realize that it worked. Look, when I think back of all the comic books that I read hey, when I was a kid, the most popular ones always included some level of camp. Hey, that's part of the, you know, the genre of comic books. Know what hey? you are. Yes. Hey, embrace it. Use it. Hey, Shazam did that. Yeah. And look, like we all know that Marvel embraces the camp. They've full... Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like... It had to have been a shock for everybody to learn that Chris Hemsworth was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that they've talked him into sticking around. Yeah. But so yeah, so we all know that Marvel embraces the camp. And I get that DC doesn't want to be Marvel. But you're stupid to not learn a lesson from the people who have already done it right. Right. Exactly. You'd be stupid to not do that. Mm-hmm. I, and Shazam, I think, did that. Yeah. And we're not going to get a Shazam 2. We're not? I don't think so. See, that would be such a big mistake. But I agree. Do you think we're going to get them in, in future no, crossovers? that's just it. I don't think they're going... I think they're... Mm. From what it looks like they're doing, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker coming out, mm-hmm. with Robert Pattinson's Batman... Wanted to point out, since you brought up Joker, Joker just won the Venice Film Festival Award for Best Movie. I'm not even remotely surprised. It also is standing right now, projecting to be better... Uh, the first weekend than Aquaman and Shazam financially. Sure. Okay. But continue. I, I get that. So that's what I'm saying. I hope with, that. What? I hope that. Uh, yes. Uh, but with Joker coming out, with Robert Pattinson's Batman coming out, it looks like they're, they're playing it safe and are going back to telling uh, capsule stories. Mm. Self-contained individual stories right. where... You know, where they're just... And again, there, there's no way that you can... Like, Batman there, Batman and camp isn't a thing that's going to happen anymore. Like, that's not... Unfortunately. I know. Unfortunately. Because, I mean, the Dark Knight changed that forever if, if Tim Burton hadn't already. The Dark Knight proved that bat, serious Batman is what sells. Yeah. So that's what we're going to get from now on. Which is, okay, fine. Uh, so that's what we're going to get with both the Joker, which is obviously a serious, like, real Hollywood movie. That's Oscar bait, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a psychological yeah. drama. Right. And then Robert Pattinson's Batman is definitely going to be, a, like, a very grounded Batman. Considering who's directing it? Yeah. Who's what do you, directing it? Matt Reeves. Right. The Ace Trilogy. Yes. What do you each think of Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman right now? I'm absolutely okay. I've got no issues with it. Yeah, for, uh, I, for that people, character, for Batman. Fuck these people I'm who cool think, oh, I've seen him in Twilight. That counts. Yeah. Fuck off. That it's, was 10 years ago. And also, nobody hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. No, he's, he's a legitimate. He, he's got the chops. Not the chops, because we don't know enough about him yet to right. give him that. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like he's got the attitude to pull this off. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, looking you dead in the eye, he's got the chin. 
<laughs> that, that, half the battle right there. That, that is like one of the most important things. That, that's why fucking Carl Wait, Urban. The bat shit. Actually, now that you mentioned that, Asia, you're gonna have to edit the fuck out of this episode. I know. I need to know Especially who at this, this table has seen the boys. I've seen the boys. Whose phone is this? I have mine. It's your mother. Mommy's calling. <laughs> oh, denied. <laughs> the boys is so amazing. You, you've seen it. I've seen it. I haven't you, yet. Neither of you. I don't nope. care for spoilers. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch yeah, it. I know, but I'm not gonna spoil it. However, Carl Urban. Carl Urban yes. is phenomenal in the boys. That the accent, fact though. that Carl Urban is not a top tier actor is mind-boggling to me. Because mm-hmm. arguably, and I, I don't know how much shit I'll get for this, in my opinion, Dread is the most accurate comic book movie ever made in terms of personifying the source character. Hmm. I was honestly going to bring that up because of how... Look, Dread. I fucking love Dread. I get too. Uh, and I, I'd probably, you know what? I'd argue with you, but it's pretty fucking. That's good. another fucking movie, yeah. by the way. That it's a shame isn't going to get a fucking sequel. Right. If we're talking about fucking movies that deserved a billion, it's Dread. Uh, yes. I actually mentioned this on a previous show. I thought that Dread was the most accurate representation of a comic book series ever. But and guess what? The fucking chin of Carl Urban. <laughs> that's, that's my point. Is look, as great as the writing team was on that, they had a phenomenal chin. writing team. The visual effects team on that movie was phenomenal. Slow-mo. Yeah. Look, that movie had it across the board. Because it also, its sound design was insanely good. Particularly with the lawgiver. Everything. Yes. No, not just the lawgiver. The way slow-mo sounds... Uh-huh. It's so, um... And, bro, the fucking mom. Yes. With the fucking crushing of the skull. However, none of that... I don't know why we have a timer. We never go... (laughs) (laughs) We never hear to it, no. None of that compares to Carl Urban's performance. Legit. The fact that he didn't take off the mask. Well, yeah. But I give that credit to the production team, because that's... That's a legit, a well-made decision. Right. But Carl Urban's performance in that, phenomenal. What about Homelander? I thought he was pretty, like, hateable. Oh, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get to... Uh, will, yes, will we? all the actors... <laughs> yeah, you're right. The acting in The Boys, yes. across the board, is insanely good. Mm-hmm. There is some top-level performances in The Boys. I'll probably binge that this weekend. It's... <laughs> in, oh, man. Eight episodes like that. Yeah. Nothing. Eight hours? Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck. I'll do that tonight. <laughs> I, uh, I go into work tomorrow at six o'clock at night, boys. Yes. But fuck. my point is, yeah. So my, my whole this all comes up to Carl Urban should be getting a lot more clout than he's getting because I think that he's phenomenal. I'm gonna tell you this though, since you finished the boys, yes. you got to check out the other superhero show that was on Amazon that got canceled. The fucking tick. I, I, what, do you, what do you mean I gotta yeah. check out? I've seen the fucking tick, Adrian. Did you see season two? Yes! Fucking shame it ends. I know. I know. Fuck, Aww. dude. It's so good. It's like it's like they're afraid to have fun. <laughs> I want more. Yes. Oh, no. It's the really tick, weird. The, 
Arthur was good, bro. Ask me which tick uh, live action series I liked more. <laughs> ask me. I, how can I ask you when I can't answer? That I question? don't know either. I can't. I because they both gave me such good yes. different experiences. Dude, but Warburton's tick. Oh yeah. War like Zaranovich, uh, Stefanovich. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yes. Yeah, him. Peter, that's his first. <laughs> Peter. Peter's, Peter's his first fucking yeah. name. Peter's tick. Peter Stefanovich. Peter's tick is fucking great because he he believes in it. Yes. <laughs> but War Burton made me feel that was him, and I was, and he gave me one of the best lines I've ever heard in any cape thing ever. Does it even matter? Does it even anti-matter? That is fucking genius. That is genius. Fuck, bro. The tick shouldn't have gotten canceled. No. It was the most fun I've had on TV for the longest time. Michael, since we're talking DC shit, I want to ask you. We never even went into Crisis on Infinite Earths. No. We have not, but fuck it. Let's do it. (laughs) First things first, though. Did you like Titans? You know, guys, I like Titans. Hold on. At this yes. point, we could just record two episodes right now. <laughs> Do it. The fuck we are? You know what, guys? We're here. Uh, we'll just record two endings at the end, and you can splice them both at the end. <laughs> we'll be right back in a moment. Do we have any closing statements? Um, nah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much it. How about you, Michael? Nah, it's been a fun show. We've talked about DC, Marvel, Godzilla, wrestling. Wrestling. Good old wrestling. Uh, I guess I'll just finish with this. Uh, fuck you, Vince Russo. <laughs> He's the man partially responsible for letting Owen Hart die. Oh, man. Uh, oh! Yeah, I know who Vince Russo is. You fucking son of a bitch. Any other Vinces you want to say anything about? <laughs> well, no, because if I get to work for McMahon, I'll change shit. Ah, okay. <laughs> get to work for McMahon. <laughs> uh, that being said, Freaks, thank you so much for tuning in. This Take is James. Care. And Jim. And Michael. And Adrian. Signing off. Later, freaks. Goodbye. Let's watch Batman. <laughs> fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you were happy about it, and you're like, fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just did that for James.